with Tutu podcast and tonight's topic the origin of Kama Sutra that's right we're going to be talking about Kama Sutra and all the beautiful things that come with it hello hello and we are back with Tantra with Tutu it is Friday at 11 and we are here to talk about the origin of Kama Sutra that's right I know last week we didn't really have a lot to go off of with the power of the phallic, but I hope I could give as much information in which it was possible because kind of it, a lot of it was kind of redundant, and but it was just a, like a good thing to just get out there, get back in there, and get back into the podcast, get to talking to you guys. I hope you guys are having a wonderful night. I hope that you guys are, you know, ready to embark on this journey of Kama Sutra. It was actually, um, it was a, a lot of good information. Um, and I was actually kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. First and foremost, I want to say I do not, I, oh, sorry, I do not own the rights to the music on this podcast. Um, another thing is I want to say is I am not a life coach. I am not a psychosexual therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a sexologist. I'm not a sex therapist. I am just simply a woman who is here to bring you life experiences for myself and others. Um, and as everyone knows, before we get into the heavy stuff, we have a peace moment on this podcast. So if you guys have any drink, please, you know, if you're drinking spirits, be mindful of the spirits. Also, if you are drinking wine, get your wine out. If you have a blunt, lights hers up because, as you know, this is the time to get get yourself right before we get into the heavy stuff. And also we got, you know, and thank you for the spirits of all the high, our highest benevolence and our spiritual benevolent court for the thank you of tonight's episode going smoothly as we tap into the origin of things. So this is your time. Take your peace moment. y'all know I try to take my little puffs we get into the heavy stuff alrighty so for those of who are just like me who I have never actually read uh, the book of the Kama Sutra but as over the years we have seen heard and you know just had so many different people like make references to it and what a lot of people do know about Kama Sutra is that they just know about the sex positions um, doing this research tonight, I found there was so much more about the Kama Sutra and what it actually means and getting into delving into the deep deepness of it. 
which is very important because as you guys know tantra with tutu is about tantra but we were also talking about you know sex in all aspects and you know just really learning different things as i've continued to grow on this podcast i've been continuing to like really get myself booked up for more travel i've traveled the past couple of um few months but it wasn't to the um the travel was expected to where I wanted to be, but to where I wanted to bring more of an experience of how I wanted to bring this podcast more and expand on it. I wasn't able to do it just getting caught up with business and catching up on loose ends. But here we are. Um, the Kama Sutra is one of the world's oldest textbooks of erotic love and certainly the most famous. It was composed in Northern India and in Sanskrit it means, you know, is the language of ancient India, probably second in the century. Kama Sutra is misunderstood. Very little of it, in fact, concerns the sexual act. Parts of it do or may not surprise you depending on the lifestyle that you lead. Um, the descriptions of sexual positions may have been the um, most worn out passages, but nowadays film, novels, videos, and instruction manuals and every, are everywhere, and there's no need to just read for that. But if you want to know something about ancient sexual, you know, uh, history or ancient sexual erotica, the, the, the uh, Kama Sutra is where you need to start. Uh, the real Kama Sutra is about the art of living and finding a partner, uh, maintaining power in a marriage, committing um, adultery and using drugs and more. So this book can go to beyond of letting you know the do's and don'ts, how to, to cater to your to your partner, how to do certain things in sexual acts. This part, I mean, um, this book pretty goes pretty in depth, depending on again how you live your lifestyle. The Kama Sutra, sometimes displayed as a word to be written in about A.D.E. to 320 to 55 India during the Gupta Golden Age by a religious student and philosopher named Vatsyana. Uh, the title roughly translates to the aphorism of desire or the formula formula of lust, depending on who you ask. The book is based in Hinduism with four goals of human life that people must achieve. We will start with Dharma, uh, which means duty and virtue. Um, a lot of us, you know, I, I know I put this next to my little note to say like the Dharma videos, if you guys seen those on Facebook or whatever, which is funny about the duty and virtue, because a lot of that has to do with upstanding and good moral character, or how, you know, trying to get people to change their mind and look at viewpoints differently and being empathetic and having a, 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 a service to do the right thing, which is, you know, our duty is to always do the right thing. And honesty is a good virtue to have. So, you know, you know, just being, you know, upstanding, good moral character. And a lot of the times those are with those videos mean so I thought that was a cute little play on words I don't know if that was what he was trying to go for but uh the next you have Artha which is purpose in essence uh, which is a beautiful thing uh if we don't know our purpose why are we here and you know it's just sometimes the essence of things of even getting an idea of what that purpose is 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 great on a spiritual level because a lot of this has to do with the spiritual act as well as physical then we have Kama which means desire and passion also, <clears throat> we have moksha, which means self-actualization. In Sanskrit, sutra means thread, but also refers to a text. Kama variously means desire, pleasure, love, or sex, and it's the name of the god of erotic love. You also have um, your guide for what comma also means a guide to achieving desire, lust, seduction, and the philosophy of love. Kama Sutra also translates to teachings on desire. <coughs> Excuse me. 
<clears throat> excuse me. In ancient India, sexuality was a large part of Indian culture. Polygamy and polyamory were also very common, uh, especially in the upper classes. You know, a lot of this has to do with how to cater to your, again, have you cater to your, your partner, your wife or your husband, how to have sex, how to engage with other people before even getting into a uh, marriage or a partnership. A lot of uh, Indian culture has a lot, you know, they're very, they're more structured and also they're more controlled with how they do things from what I'm seeing and what I was reading and just in this book. Um, poly polygamy and polyamory were very common, especially in the upper class. Nudity and art was very plentiful. Sex was considered a marital duty, not just for the wife, but also for the husband. Uh, though it was a private affair, both were expected to pleasure each other in the act. And these are actual things, you know, oh, don't forget that, you know, this book was written um, about, what, thousands and thousands of years ago. So some of these things might not line up with you right now, but some of these old traditions might line up with what you want to try and things as we get, you know, deeper into, you know, the, these things were actually very interesting because in my mind, yes, it was like at first a sex book until I actually did more research and, and understanding what made me kind of, you know, delve deeper into this topic because I don't think we've ever gotten to the actual Kama Sutra of in this podcast. Um, Kama Sutra was written in an abstract and vague form of Sanskrit, which made it hard to translate in modern English. It is made up of 1,250 verses that are split into 36 chapters. The book is separated into seven parts. Um, <clears throat> the first part is, I want to make sure I say my pronunciations right, and I did make sure I tried to listen to the pronunciations this time correctly so we did not have any problems. So the first one is Dharaka, which are your general principles. The book begins with a introduction and history of the four aims of Hindu life. It means or includes advice on philosophy and topics such as to live an honorable life and acquire knowledge. So this will be your first part in your book is in the Kama Sutra book will be your general principles. So laying out the, the idea of how we're going to live a better life, how we're going to acquire the knowledge to move into the next six parts of this book, <clears throat> which I really thought was very interesting because it wasn't just about just sex, but sex with a partner, uh, the art of why we do do these things and how to actually court and have relationships and how, you know, it's just, it's just such an interesting aspect that these general principles were even put in the book because I, I would have never thought that's what they were even going to move into when we get into the next six principles. I'm sorry, until we get to the next six parts. <clears throat> so we have Savaranaba. Uh, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly, but I listened to it. It was Savaranaba. And it, it's just it, the, depending on how you translate. So it says it means amorous advances and sexual union. Now, this part, too, goes straight into the sexual content that many people associate with Kama Sutra. There are details on 64 different types of sexual acts, everything from embracing and kissing to more aggressive acts like grabbing and slapping. So these are the these are the aspects now that we get into that we want to you know, we want to hear about. We want to see how to move and groove with our partner, how we can exchange that energy and what positions might work for us, how to delve into something more deeply. You have 64 different types of positions that you could go off that you and your partner could, uh, you know, indulge in. <clears throat> so then we have Garamakua. I'm sorry. Garamakamuka. Garakamaka. Garakamaka. And uh, Garakamaka is 
acquiring a wife. Now, part three, that focuses on <clears throat> being a life of a bachelor and ways of courting a woman for marriage. They are mostly based on astrological compatibility and the benefits of marriage for the families involved in accordance with social caste in India. So <clears throat> again, like I said, in India, they, have, they do things a lot more structured, excuse me, they do things a lot more structured, meaning that, you know, a lot of these things are set up, and, and, and a lot of other cultures probably do the same, but I do, from what I'm understanding, everything is set up from, you know, just from wives to marriage to money to make sure that everything is intertwined and that you have a structured future. A lot of what comes in this book of Kama Sutra is about not just your sexual health, but your your wealth, as your sexual wealth as well, I should say, or your wealth of, gain of wealth, because that's what the focus is as far as building and acquiring a, a stable and healthy way of living, whether that be physically, mentally, sexually, you know, so that, that was actually, you know, very cool to know. And then we have <clears throat> Ganadia, which are the duties, principles, and privileges of, well, duties and privileges of the wife. Uh, this discusses the author's view on the traditional duties of a wife such as cooking, cleaning, catering to her husband. It seems to add a place for our modern society and their views. So a lot of people may not be focused on that being that the uh, social construct is a little different now and gender roles have, you know, kind of been more fluid as far as we've seen in today's society. I do have a friend, her name is Lady Di, and she has an awesome YouTube channel and she goes live every week and she talks about dating to marriage support. and. What she speaks about is, you know, just basically the traditional ways of being a, a wife and how to cater to your husband. And I know a lot of us don't really uh, pay that any mind as too much because a lot of the times, you know, we don't have that time to put those traditional, you know, aspects into back into our relationship because some of us may not work that schedule. Some of us may not have that time. But a lot of it goes back to, you know, man and wife or however you would like to present that into your relationship, those type of roles and understanding how to cater to your husband in a better way because it's not always, you know, as women and as wives, sometimes we have to just suck shit up. And same with men. So, uh, you know, I do like that that aspect, even though this was a, a, a while ago, there are still some things that, you know, still can be applied to this day for certain people's relationships, depending on how you feel. <clears throat> then we have Ganakaputra. Ganakaputra is friends and family. So part five, it outlines roles of different genders in non-sexual relationships. It teaches you how to understand emotions and discusses ways to deepen bonds between friends and families. See, which is a great aspect to teach in a book because a lot of us don't get that those teachings, you know, we build our relationships based off of how we meet people and based off of how we grew up and what we what our reality and perception is. So a lot of the times they don't tell us how to build great art stable foundations and longevity for friendships. Some of us are based off of survival. Some of us are based off love. Some of us have friends that we were kind of just put with, so we hang out with those people forever and keep on to those because that's what we're used to. So even having, you know, duties and privileges, I'm sorry, friends and family, you know, for Gana Kapuchara, that's a very great aspect to put in a book for people to understand how to build strong relationships with friends and family. We also have Sharayana. Sharayana or, court, or courtesans, which is part six. 
And now this part I actually I actually liked because this is what I meant by earlier. I was explaining that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry, that this part actually explains a man's use of courtesans or prostitutes to build confidence in his sexual abilities before pursuing a wife. It also gives advice on fixing past relationship with friends and lovers, how to become wealthy, and what to look for in a committed partner. So again, this this goes more in depth than just, you know, sexual positions. This is letting you know, so again, that you can, if you've ever seen a lot of people who don't really want to have sex with virgins because they're not very experienced or you make jokes like virgins get too attached, but it's a simple thing. A lot of people want somebody who's more experienced before they get into a relationship or a situation just because you don't, I guess you don't want to disappoint. And, and sex is a big deal breaker for a lot of people. Um, you know, some people can deal with a small dick. Some, people, some, people, some men can deal with a semi, you know, wet pussy, but you can't deal with no sex. You know, for some people it's a deal breaker unless you are really that type of person and that type of energy that's not really that interested. And I believe the word is asexual then it's not going to work for you. <clears throat> the biggest thing is it teaches how to understand emotions and discusses ways to deepen bonds between family and friends. But the next part also tells you how to, the ability to give advice on fixing those relationships if, if said relationships don't work out. So now you have an understanding of how to, you know, fix your relationship with your friends. Now we're talking about what we should have been talking about is fixing relationships and trauma bonds from past lovers. These are all things that are in, that are a part of building up to not just, a, you know, really, I don't really like to get into relationships, but just sexual relationships, but just relationships in general, because a lot of these constructs, a lot of these things that we're doing, a lot of these things and emotions that we did not fix or trauma or left words unspoken move forward into to new relationships and we don't get to focus on that trauma and heal and deepen those bonds with our family and friends especially when we have family and words that we do not say so i really appreciate how this moves in a way that you know okay we're we have we have a wife we have the privileges of the wife we have friends and family and then we have a hey if you know to be prepared for my wife we have this uh so then we move on to what we the last part which is Kuchamara, Occult Practices. The book finishes with a section on sexual legends, myths, and practices. This includes personal grooming, the use of perfumes, oils, and homeopathic remedies for sexual problems. Let's go, because what I've been saying is your sexual health. So this book gives you on how to do it, how to strengthen your relationships to do it, and, you know, again, I didn't know the book went this deep because a lot of us only presented our presented part two, which is, you know, your um, gonadia. So, I'm sorry, it's not the gonadia. It is actually the sarabaha, the way they said it was sarvanaba, but it's sarvanaba. It, the way it's spelled here. Oh. And the thing about it is I get so nervous because every time I'll focus and I'll say it over and over. So, so yeah, Sarvanaba. Sarvanaba. It's really fast. Yeah, that's why. And if, correct me if I'm wrong because I do not mind being corrected when it comes to words. I, I am so 
serious about like articulates and pronunciations every time i get up here i get so freaking nervous like you know it's just i don't know it's i'm, I'm working on it but yes the, you know we're only presented that part too which in this book gives us a whole you know a whole breakdown on other things and and i guess they don't want to present that part to you because that's too much like right but i will tell you the the sex positions that you will see in this book are are very interesting so <clears throat> getting into the sex positions of the Kama Sutra. Um, most of these positions are difficult and complex, but I think you'll go to grow to appreciate some of these things. Then we have the first, the tigress. The tigress, okay. Some of these positions may seem old school to some, but if you would give it a try, and maybe sometimes we can incorporate these things back into our daily, you know, sexual life. Because, you know, I like ancient, I like anything old school. I guess I'm very vintage. I like ancient, you know, I like books and I like text and I love learning about other cultures and how they do things, especially with sex. Um, I love tantric arts, the sacred sex arts, sacred art of sex, I should say. So, uh, we have the tigress. Now this position is similar to the reverse cowgirl. To begin, one partner lies down on their back, and the other climbs on top. Sitting upright, but facing toward their partner's feet. The person on top rocks back and forth, continuously controlling the depth and the pace of the penetration. So I thought, you know, even though you're doing a reverse cowgirl, you're doing it in a way that is more sensual Instead of actually like, you know, riding it like, you know, like you would in the other time. And if you want to know what that position was, the tigress, these are positions that you could look up if you would like to try them. The second position I have on the list is the milk and water embrace. Now, one partner sits in a chair, preferably with no arms. The other partner sits on top of them facing away. Now, even though it sounds very simple, how you control how you get your your orgasm is up to you. How you want to move on that dick or however strap, however you're moving, however girl on girl, I'm not sure how guy on guy works, but I definitely will have, you know, them on this podcast to talk about their experience, but that's how you work. It's all about controlling the penetration and getting in a good position. The next position we have is the clasping prostitute. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the clasping, the clasping position. I was looking at the notes from my head of time. The clasping position. This position is a variation of missionary. Now, it says here, both partners lay down across a comfortable surface, their legs stretched out and aligned. One partner lays on top of the other, bellies touching, while the other partner thrusts from the bottom position. Now, a lot of people, if you, you know, it's about the motion. If you move your hips, a lot of, I know y'all have seen like these mega twerking videos lately, and it's for good reason, because these twerking videos are showing you how really in, in, in cultures, not even just Africa and the Caribbean, moving the hips brings wealth moving the hips 
brings energy that you need. It keeps things going. It gets rid of stagnation. So a lot of the reasons that we do these positions, not just sexually, is to bring you know, wealth, it's to bring healing, it's to bring, you know, uh, energy flow, it's to move. That's why we do this podcast. Oh, sexual energy is about the flow, to move, your libido, your life force, your passion. The next position we have is the queen of heaven. Now, one partner lays on their back with the knees bent to their chest. The other partner positions their thigh on the outside of the other partner's bent legs and leans forward. Now, this position got you, these positions got you doing some, some different stuff that I have to do, this, might have to do this with my husband later. But yeah, I'm going to repeat that. This is called the queen of heaven. One partner lays on their back with their knees bent to their chest. The other partner positions their thigh outside of the other person's bent legs and leans forward. So, you know, and maybe we do this subconsciously, but just like when you read it, it just sounds so different, you know? (laughs) The next position we have is the ballet dancer, okay? Now, the ballet dancer sounds, you know, these are all sound like simple but weird when you read them out loud. One person stands and balances on one foot, then wraps their opposite leg around their partner's waist for support. I mean, you know, and I understand because the more you move, the more you move your body, your legs, just like within yoga, you're moving those energies as soon as you're flowing. So these positions are not only for just pleasure, but just for moving and flowing energy through the body in a way that our partner can receive and the way that we can receive from our partner. That's what a lot of this is about. It's about building a healthy lifestyle, a sexual lifestyle that is healthy, which are not just for yourself, but family, friends. And we don't mean sexual. Just sexual health is all could be all around. Everything in nature, again, is sexual. So the way that you move, your, you know, moving your hips, just the way that you see fruit, trees, and things like that, all of it is sexual. All of it is about recreation, producing, you know, life force energy, rebirth, you know, growing things, putting things together, yin and yang, all of those good things. So that's why these positions are so, you know, prominent because not only are we moving our body in a way in in a yoga position, but we're also moving our body and getting that uh, energy to our root chakra and all the way up getting that energy that we need to create, to be in a place where we're balanced fully. Now, the next one we have is the splitting the bamboo. Splitting the bamboo. One person stretches out flat and shifts their weight to one side, then raises a leg up and it's on its partner's shoulders. The other leg remains stretched out underneath their partner. Again, these these positions are also good for, you know, your health. Don't forget, stretching is, is amazing, especially as you get older. We don't want to stretch like that, y'all. We, we tired, you know, especially if we got kids, especially if we got things to do. These might be, you know, Kama Sutra might be, have to be a more, book I'm going to go pick up later because I didn't even think about just the, the good benefits of understanding some of these ancient history, how we go back to do things and how we can incorporate those, incorporate those things. Whether or not people know it or not, we're doing that now. 
uh, going back to agriculture, going back to the ways of, you know, how we put on makeup. And, you know, before a time you got, you know, people are really going back to their ancestry, really going back to who they were and who, who their family was. And these, and, you know, doing these positions, even doing this podcast and learning about these, some things, some people are sitting here right now and just not even understanding that this is, you know, was how some of their culture or it was embedded in them and why they do the things that we do. Why do we have prostitutes? Why do we have certain people in certain places? Why do we have this, these energy exchanges? Even the fact I did a whole podcast episode talking about, you know, basically, you know, prostitution and how they, I don't see anything wrong with it and how they were prominent in history and see how we have referred this back to in the Kama Sutra book that men used to go to prostitutes and courtesans before to get prompt themselves for their wives. So my thing is you're, you're going to an experienced person to prepare you for something that may someone who may not be as experienced that in itself is letting you know the power that sex holds and the power that people hold just with this act the uh, last position i have up here because there are again 64 positions but this one is called the padlock one partner sits on an arm surface like a table and reclines back slightly the other partner leans in, lifting the other per person's pelvis up and cradling it securely. Then the seated person clasps their feet together behind the partner's back. When I tell you, you know, I think, you know, the, the interesting thing about uh, what I wanted to say about Kama Sutra is how in depth it went. Uh, not even just the origin, but just uh, just how in-depth it goes with understanding those positions and why did we even come with this book in, in the beginning and why the, the, necessi the necessities of things from Kama Sutra. Again, I, I've, I've done a lot of research, but I've never even really thought about going into the Kama Sutra book because maybe at first you think it's like, oh, cliche, you won't really find anything about it. But I found a lot of information just listening to that alone. Um, it's, it's very interesting about just incorporating these things like Dharma, Kama, Moksha, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I'm missing an element, and Artha. And really it is Dharma, Artha, Kama, Mashka. Those things, words, just, uh, you know, how we even express and do yoga and meditation and how we say, um, and those vibrations that move through our body with those words, with the things that we say, because it is very important how we use language and we use words and then we take and go into these, these ancient texts and we have words that, that we speak here, like Dharaka, Sunaba. You know, these are all words that are anciently in, in, in not even just in Sanskrit, anciently embedded in our in our bodies, in our lives, in our lifestyles, and if we don't start going back to the ways of doing things, because again, some of this stuff may be kind of old school, but just thinking of how many times you have presented with some information, such as Kama Sutra, as this book, as in just just in references and texts, and and you've only been referenced one part of a whole book that brings you so much clarity on other parts of your lives because they don't want you to know that. They want you to understand sex and sex and what it's about. And just Because maybe would you have written the book if it did not have the sex positions in it? Uh, Kama Sutra, you know, again, is like I told you, in Sanskrit means a thread, but also refers to a text. It means desire, pleasure, love, or sex. 
So why are we leaving out the element of Kama Sutra? Why are we leaving out the desire, pleasure, or love part? But a lot of us are presented with the sex, which are the sex positions. But we love erotica. We love erotic. It's the God of erotic love. So yeah, it's about sex, love, and pleasure. But why are we only be presenting that part? I would love to elaborate on more of how we could really be you know left out of a part of and you know we we're being taught how to deepen relationships and bonds but they only told you how to have you know the padlock or the what does it say on the, yeah the padlock <laughs> you know just just giving you an insight on how sex can be so condensed when we need to incorporate other parts of ourselves and our you know into it this, this podcast has brought me so much attention to other things because like just like the next person, I want to ride a dick, but at the same time, what, why are we being presented? Where is the origin? Where are these things coming from that we are only being presented sex? In other countries, sex isn't as taboo as it is in the USA. And I love, you know, the USA, you know, because that's, I'm an American. But at the same time, it's taboo. We can't talk about it. We can't say anything about it. But we're, and we're also definitely not being taught how to deepen and strengthen bonds and relationships on sex. We are definitely taught the total opposite. So, you know, just to, you know, first, we're, we're, one, we're running into a world now where more people are understanding more about their, their healing. And I really like the aspect that they broke this down in so many parts. But again, we're only presented with the part that is just about sexual, you know, sex, just about sex. We're only pre presented with the parts that don't really, really matter into our lifetimes. We're only prevented, pre um, shown all that amorous advances in that sexual union. You know, it's, it's all about sexual acts. People, we associate everything from embracing, kissing. So just, you know, I like that we, we have more elements that we should be looking up. I really encourage people to really do your history on Tantra and how you do your history on all the sexual acts that you do. Like the first uh, first season of my podcast was really about um, getting into the sexual acts and this part is about more of understanding different experiences. This, this season we're going into different experiences. We're going into different, um, you know, understanding, you know, what are people looking for in sex. Sex is such a broad topic, but I, I have so many things like like riding dick what, what are we what are we getting out of that like you know is there any benefits is there any power from women want to feel in control let's talk about that these are all aspects of sex but we also need to be talking about the history and the origin of things and how we can be better as people in understanding and deepening bonds and friendships and relationships tantra with tutu podcast we are next week bringing you another bomb episode because this this time i am just you know really 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 intrigued on you know bringing y'all these things and uh, uh, speaking of what i wanted to say but i wasn't sure if i wanted to mention it earlier was uh polyamory and poly uh polygamy so i will have an episode about that i'm still trying to figure out do i want to bring guests on but i got a lot of information from a, a lot of them to bring in the podcast so Next week, um, I feel like that this kind of put in the opener to speak about what you guys are looking for. Polyamory and uh, uh, poly, you know, we'll talk about that. And it's going to be a lot more episodes. Uh, we'll be having a lot more things about BDSM. We'll have a lot, like I said, things about riding dick. So talking about, you know, so much more abstinence, celibacy. What to do when you're not as sexual? 
So, as I hope to see, as always, we end this podcast with a Sandra tip of the day. Um, I hope that this podcast reaches who it needs to. I hope that you guys are rocking with me on this sex education, sex entertainment journey. Um, I want it to be more informative this time about more of the history of sex, but still want it to keep things going because we had so many <laughs> benefits last you know, podcast <clears throat> season that now we're getting more into, you know, the deeper elements of it and more history. And um, as we continue to go and as we continue to grow, I ask that you send your topics in. What are you looking for? Because I'm all for feedback and I'm all for, you know, you know, topics. Tell me what you want to know. Also, remember that this podcast is, you know, for us to entertain you, but I'm always going to give you a healing element to anything that we do on this podcast. So to end tonight, I say thank you for rocking with me on Fridays. I'm back into Tantra with Tutu podcast. Um, again, catch me on Instagram at Tantric22, T-A-N-T-R-I-C-T-U-2. <laughs> always do that. I'm sorry. And on my um TikTok, accessory 2-A-C-S-E-X-O-R-Y-T-U-2. Um, again, and from there, you can also follow me, you know, on Facebook at Tiki Tutu Daniels, you know. So please do not hesitate to reach out. Give me your topics. Give me your feedback. And our Tantra tip of the day is... If sex is to be had between two people, it should always be joyous. It should be fabulous. It should be totally mutual, pleasurable. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Now, have a great night. This is Let's Talk About Sex, Tantra with Tutu Podcast. If you're looking for some great products that fix and heal your face and body, look no further for Truly Beauty. These products have been a gold mine to my face and body. I've been using these products for over two years and I definitely see some changes. I suggest you guys head over to the website Truly Beauty, type in my discount code for Tequila 15 For more, please continue to follow them on Instagram also. Follow me on Instagram at Enhancement Invader for more.